Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. This show is for socially conscious leaders, entrepreneurs, CEO founders that have found success, but they yet they don't have the ideal life that they would like. And what we're going to do is bring in concepts and systems so that we can increase business with millions of additional revenue while lowering our work hours, ideally below 40 hours a week. We call this more business, more life. And it's an and, not an or. We don't have to have either or. We can actually systemize this to have both. And those are the concepts we're going to come with each episode. Sometimes we might talk a little bit more about business, sometimes more life, most of the time, both. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Welcome to More Business, More Life podcast. Today, we're going to talk about choosing a core purpose or identifying that thing, that mission, that cause that's driving your life. And if you don't know it, if you're like, oh, I wish I had that. I don't know how to have that. We're going to talk deep on that. How do we figure this out? Why do some of us not know even like we ponder that question? How do we like if it's so important, like how do we just not know what our cause is? Well, we're going to uh, unearth that and we're also going to talk about how do we overcome that and how a lot of people have this epiphany when they come to our workshops and retreats. We're bringing that to this podcast so we can pick that apart so you can listen in and start designing your life and building your your abundance around that all while having it be on point, on cause, on mission. How do we do that? Let's dive in. Today, it's just the guys here, Giovanni and I. We used to do this like a long time ago. It's Giovanni and I a lot. So happy to have the feminine voice show up with Melissa and Stephanie. But again, this is why team is so important because the Stephanie and Melissa couldn't make it right now and the show goes on. So just a little note of gratitude for having a team and we can, things progress. Like when, when you have a team, like even for me, when I was paralyzed, the show went on. The company survived because of the team, and and a lot. Thank you to Giovanni for for leading that. So I really appreciate it. And it kind of comes in line with our topic today. We really want to talk about cause driven businesses. I think that even the team, like you, and maybe you can speak to this, Giovanni. You carried on because you believe in this company. If it was like just any company, and we we're just selling something to sell it, and we didn't really care. And then the leader goes in the hospital and then it's like months and months and then becomes over a year of recovery, like 18 months. Who knows if we would have survived? I mean, I guess maybe if the pay is good enough, you can keep people a little longer. However, I'll let you speak to it too, Giovanni, but the cause, like believing in what we're doing helps the team show up. Like when you say? Yeah, I think it's toefold on that actually. So it's uh, definitely having the cause like having something you believe in. And there's studies shown that people will work for less for a cause that they are really passionate about and believe in and are willing to work harder. And on top of that, it's also like leadership, right? Like we, like everybody loves you. We love you. The team loves you because you love everybody on the team and everybody you work with. And so I think those are probably like the two, the two biggest factors really of why not that just I stayed because I, I do believe in the cause. I, I I don't know how many podcasts we've talked about this. Like I I'm not a worker. I don't like to to work and do things efficiently. Like I think life is more about living than working. And when I heard you speak, like, hey, 
design your life and build your business around it. I'm like, duh, that makes sense. Why wasn't anybody else speaking about this? And more and more as I research, just research things, like the studies are showing anxiety is up, stress is up, mental health issues are up, and loneliness is up in most Western societies, which is, is crazy, right? And so what we're doing is helping people get away from all of that. Right. And I love how you say people ask you like, well, are you a business coach or a life coach? And you're like, well, when do you die when you go to work? Right. It's like we we're all we're complex beings in a complex world. And yet we're very simple and need only a few core things to thrive in it. And I think having a, a mission and purpose as as ours, which is really to help people live, right? Have that freedom they desire. Yeah, I've since like the first time I met listen to you speak. I was like, dude, you're speaking my language. And how do I, how do I jump on this bus? Right. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I met you. And I think that also comes to the the ripple effect. When you speak out your cause, then you're going to naturally attract the people that are like you or believe in what you have. And you'll even help people transition. They're like, I think I want that, but I've never tried it. Is that even possible? How many people have come to us and they're like, what? You can do this? Yeah, you can design your life and then you can build your abundance around that. And they start having that and you have more and more success stories and it just builds and the ripple gets bigger and bigger and it starts turning into waves and you start affecting a lot of people's lives. And so, and and yours happens to be one of them, Giovanni. I went, as I've spoke around the world, there are people that you just have been able to create great, great relationships with, and then they're out there living their life. And then people ask them, hey, how are you living this way? And they either give them some tips or they refer them to us. And then we know this just keeps happening. So it, it does make everything in a way smoother. I mean, even just thinking of that, if I call my past clients almost, I can't tell you like so many times more than, than, than not, I'll get a referral without even asking. Like if I just call some of my past wow clients and we always define wow as the right clients, right? And it's much deeper. We have a whole lesson on it, but our wow clients are meant to work with us. It's like discovering a match. It's like putting a puzzle together. It just the fits like perfect. And in that, when I call those clients and they're and I say, Hey, how are things going? Like if we haven't worked together in a while, they're like, life's great. I'm doing this and this. And they're telling me all the updates. And they're like, Oh, there's someone else that needs to do your program. And, and we just finished the workshop right now. And there are people in the room that came directly from referrals. And I just, before recording this podcast, I was just on the phone with another referral and they keep happening. And so if you want to grow your business with more ease, then do what one you're doing. I guess I have to back up a step. You're, you're picking what you're meant to do. Like I know in my heart, I'm meant to help people live the life they want. Cause like to Giovanni's point, a lot of people believe that they have to go make money, sacrifice, like do what they don't want to do to make money so that someday they can use that money to live the life that they want. And for me, this is for me. For me, that does not work. That it just does not work. Now, some people might argue and they want they want to do that. Okay, go do it. Yes, you can. Do other people do it? Yes. Do other people make a lot of money and retire and have a beautiful life? Yes. Do some people work 
and then they think they're going to retire and then they can't retire and like all these things don't work out and life happens or they finally get to retirement and they're in a wheelchair or worse they don't make it to retirement they they die or they lose loved ones and they were going their plan was i can't tell you how people retire and they lost their partner and they're planning on doing all these things in retirement together and now it feels weird and so now they're like oh i'm doing it alone like i can't tell you and that's just a few things that could happen so we're giovanni and i and our whole company and what we do we're saying don't wait like like tomorrow is not promised and so why would we wait for retirement so we're not of the retiring people we are the people that we do the work. I will I will not be a retiring man. I will do the work that I'm doing for the rest of my life. Yeah, there are going to be time periods where I work less. And, and maybe as I get older, I'll want to work less. But I will still do this because I believe in it that much that I will do it till I die. I will help people live the life they want. And I hope that I'm wiser as I get older. I hope, right? That means I'm learning something, Giovanni. I'm learning and I can get wiser and give better advice. So why would I quit? Yeah. So let me ask you this then, because I've seen this more than a handful of times within within our clients, right? They come with us like where they're just in transition of they've been in the corporate life, just grinding away and they've made success. They were high up level and then they want to transition out. And um, but then they they think they want to start a business in a certain thing, but then they end up coming in with you and then they kind of pivot that idea because it for whatever reason whether i know we have a couple people in a couple clients now that are kind of done that right they came in with a certain idea they wanted to start a business and then then they pivoted after a little while of just like diving deeper so i guess my question is like how do you how do you help people find that clarity of what it actually is that they want to do and that drive because i think that's the hard thing for people right because Again, like we've talked about this many times, but in our society, we are literally programmed, right, to just become a worker and just like follow that path that generations before have had. And so like they don't know, like even Melissa tells us, right, she's like, I didn't know what fun was. Like I just like she forgot how to have fun, kind of how to live. She's like, I just would work, I'd drive and work. <laughs> Her stories, every time she tells the, the little bits and pieces of it, I'm like, geez, that is, that's insane to me. It's like somewhat uncomprehendable for you, Giovanni. Like you're like, oh, what? Like it's not not computing. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. I, there's there's no way I would ever spend. Love you, Melissa. I would, I would never spend like two hours driving to a, a job, like unless I was like driving somewhere to go camp and live and like explore like that. Like but like the same like route every single day. Oh man, I would I would lose my mind. So yeah, so so getting back to it, like what, so how, first off, how did you find your purpose, right? Because that's something I've struggled with for a very long time. And I feel like I'm just starting to really grasp onto like my, my kind of purpose or something that I'm really driven to do, which has become more and more clear is, is helping people. And then like even defining that even further down of like, what does helping people mean? And oftentimes I just say like, I just want to do some cool stuff with some cool people before I leave this planet and do some good for the world, like the planet itself kind of a thing. So how do you help people, because you do it so well, find that kind of clarity of the purpose or at least get them on path to that clarity of purpose? Well, it, the first thing is give yourself space. So even Melissa, for that matter, because we brought her up a lot. Hi, Melissa. We 
we it's really time. I mean, the real big culprit why most people don't know is because they're working the grind. So if you're grinding, 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 and you're barely sleeping and you're barely having time for your loved ones so that you, let's say you're an entrepreneur or a high level executive at a company and you're working your tail off, right? And you're making it happen and you, and in some ways you have success and there's stuff to celebrate and it gets exciting and you have new milestones and you achieve those. And so you're an achievement uh, addiction, right? Like you basically are addicted to that achievement and and you're and that's how you keep doing it right that's the only thing that catches the attention of these folks to keep going keep grinding is one of the things and then the money and those types of things but then there's no time to think so then we get delusional about our cause we can't even think what the cause is we're just on the mission and and at that time the cause is to make enough money so that I can live my life. And what happens is years and years, and then it becomes decades go by, and then we forget why the hell we're even doing it. It's like if you put, I always use the metaphor, if you put your hand on a hot fire, your body is going to want to pull away. It's like, no, that hurts. But then we train ourselves to keep our hand on the fire, right? That's what you're doing like when you're doing that daily grind. And then at a certain point, your hand goes numb. It's like the nerves are literally melting off and you're losing the connection to your brain. And so then this is where that dilemma to the question you're asking, Giovanni, then you're like, you no longer can feel. Why am I doing this? What it was sense? So the first step is to slow down enough. So if you, whether, and this is why this happens at our workshop, people say, I'm going to start this business or I'm going to do this. And then they come spend a week with us or three days at one of our workshops, or they'll spend time at one of our retreats. And then they finally are taking enough pause and they're not on a Disneyland vacation with their family because that's really not pause. I mean, I've gone on a few of those holidays with the kids and I need a break after the holiday. Like I was working so hard doing the event that I'm that it it basically causes a huge issue. So this this is where we start. You have to take pause. You have to give yourself space to find what you like. And, and so there's a real reason to what you're asking, Giovanni, why do I not know my cause? Well, it's in there. You might've known when you were a kid. I can't tell you how many people that they finally come into it like years later after working with us. And they're like, I remember loving this as a kid. Sometimes that'll be the thing. Oh, I remember this. I, for me, I, I'm going to switch to to my story just a little bit because you're asking like how did i find my cause and i think the reason i'll share this story is that real briefly i didn't it didn't come straight away because i was in the grind the reason more business more life came about is because i was that one of those people i i thought and i guess here's the other catch before i tell my story real fast if money is the cause you already know you have more work to do because money is never the answer. That's like saying I want a house and you collect hammers and then you got a warehouse full of hammers and you're like, I've got so many hammers. One day I'm going to have a house. It doesn't work that way. You got to start building the house. <laughs> so it, money is not the answer. So if you are out there and you're like, I'm working till I have 8 million bucks or whatever your thing is, then ask yourself, what will having that money do for you? And that's where the cause starts coming. That's where it starts coming. And so for me, like you asked me, Giovanni, how, how did I come to my cause? Well, at the beginning, it was not clear. 
the thing I was looking to make money so I could have freedom. So I did have that cause. The thing is, I did have a passion for the arts. So I went to, for those of you that don't know, I went to film school and I was pretty darn good at it. So I started a production company while I was still in college. And, and then it started making money. So while I was still in college, I was able to earn a, a six figure income, which is pretty crazy for a college student. But I did it. We, 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 and that, and here's what I found. People ask me, how the heck did you do that? How did you do that? And you know what I say? And this is where my cause comes straight away. I want, I took care of anyone that hired me. Like, so the beginning, very stages, like if someone believed in me enough to hire my company, even though I was young and I still had to learn, I poured everything I could. I poured my whole heart into it. And that's how we succeeded because. I was not going to fail my clients, basically. that's the So that was the first undercurrent in this is that I was going to do good for people. And if I couldn't do the job, I was going to give, I would give them their money back because I'm like, look, I, I thought I could do it. I couldn't do it. I, I don't deserve to be paid. That was my mentality. I'm going to take care of my clients. And so with that said, I built a successful production company, successful on the outside. And internally, a lot of people have heard my story. I was hurting myself. I'd be over all of my 20s from 19 years old to 31. I was hurting myself, hurting my family. I was a complete workaholic, but I went from a full-blown production company into a full-blown marketing firm. And so in that, my mission was to help people have better business, right? And that was my mission. And then, then something crazy happened, and this is where my life changed. I, we won the number six viral ad in the world, the one of the years, and then started getting asked to speak. People are like, how do you do it? So we like beat, we beat Disney and we beat Levi's. Like there were like these top campaigns that came out that year. It was 2006 to 2007 kind of season. So in 2007, I had my first speaking engagement in Las Vegas, over 500 people. I was a terrible speaker. <laughs> I didn't have half the skill I have now. And, and it wasn't even at that event. And some of you might have heard me say this story because I've shared it before. But if you haven't, six months later, a woman came up to me at a different event. She came up to me crying. And I did not know her. And she hugged me. And she's crying and hugging me. And I said, hello. And she said, you don't know me. And I said, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, and then we're backing away from each other. And she's still crying. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> like, what? I'm thinking in my mind, who are you and what's going on? And so I said out loud, what's, go what, what, what's going on? And she said, you, you don't, you, I said, like I said, you don't know me because six months ago, I saw you speak in Las Vegas. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. I remember that. that was my first speaking engagement. And she was baffled by that. When I said that, she's like, your first one? Like, she's like shocked. And I said, and I, I said, yeah. And she said, well, my husband and I retired and put all of our life savings into a business thinking it would double our retirement. And instead we were losing everything. And Las Vegas is our last ditch effort. And what you taught, we turned the business around. And I had to come over here since I saw you and give you a big hug and thank you. And, and then I was shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, because before that, and this is most of my marketing work was in the 1990s and then into the early 2000s. 
And at that time, social media was just becoming, and we did jump on that. That's how we got that award. We had 44 million impressions in three weeks and 3 million unique visitors to the client's website. That's how I got that speaking gig. So we were embracing the new technology, but we were old school marketers, like offline stuff. And I had never had this situation because all my clients were huge. Like I realized marketing was expensive. So I targeted like big companies and I got to work with Apple and Intel and Charles Schwab and all these Nestle and all these big brands. And none of them came up to me crying and hugged me. And that's it, Giovanni. That was like, oh my gosh, I can change with what I know. I can change someone's life. And that was it. That was the turning point. That was like, oh my gosh, this is what I need to do. And then because I could help people make money, I was good at that. I realized I also need to help them live the life they wanted because that's what I was finding for myself. I was finding freedom. So as I developed and continued to make money, but I developed new ways to make money faster, easier, more automated, more delegated. Then all of that came into my teaching and more business, more life was born. Then I got the more business stuff, been doing it for years, decades. And then I brought in all these new methodologies that I used in my own life first to have my own life. And then, and then kind of coming back to the zinger that you said it was on a podcast. I was getting interviewed and someone said, wait a minute, are you a life coach or a business coach? And then I actually said, I, without thinking about it, I said, well, I sure hope you don't die when you go to work. <laughs> like, it's like, how do we separate these things? And so that's where my cause. So sometimes it evolves, I guess is why I'm telling you this whole story. But the driver was to do good for people. That was the driver. And then I found what I was really good at helping people with. And that's how it evolved. So, so I guess I'm, in summary, don't think that everything has to be like poof, like a cloud with a uh, bolded lettering and highlighter or like bedazzled and glitter all around it. Sometimes it's going to take your life to figure out your, your mission on this planet. And I surely can tell you it takes slowing down. It takes slowing down. It takes giving yourself space to think. So if you're grinding out there and you're like, I don't know my cause. Well, sure. Who would, who would? Yeah, it it isn't like an evolution kind of a thing, right? Like how you, like all the lo- the lessons, like with your, your story, all the lessons that you had learned up until that point, right? And then it was a like a pivotal moment of seeing the the power you have with the individual. Because yeah, big companies are right, big companies. They're not people, no matter what the government says. Uh, they are not people. They... Yeah, they could kind of care less, right? And I remember you telling the stories of like, they started pushing, I think it was like Apple or somebody started pushing out the invoices like 90, net 90 or something crazy and just like really not appreciating. Yeah. And that's big across the whole industry. Yeah. Like it used to be like net 30. That mean, and if anyone doesn't know what that means, that means that they pay you 30 days after the work's done. Then there, then it was like net 60. Then some of these corporations went to net 90. And now I think some even go further. And there's this whole underbelly business now. There are actual companies that give you the money on an invoice if it's from a certain size corporation and they take a percentage. It's kind of like that gimmick where they say, get your tax money today. Don't wait for your refund. And then they pay a percentage of that. So then you have these companies that are taking a percentage of the invoice to get you the money now. So, and then when the company pays, then that company gets paid 
their fee out of it. Isn't that crazy? So I, yeah, that was, that was happening on a number of those big corporations and it makes it tough when you're a small business to uh, live when you're waiting 90 days to get paid. Yeah, I guess I'm just, I got on a little tangent on that, but back to the, the point is that it, sometimes it's hard to see what you're doing and that's that Steve Jobs quote speaking of Apple he said you can't connect the dots looking forward only looking back and then what I'm doing right now Giovanni like all of that I'm not sitting here saying oh I shouldn't have been a filmmaker I shouldn't have been a marketer because if you think about it it was the recipe to who I am so I went and learned storytelling what is a lot of speaking storytelling right then I went and studied marketing and became a vet, an expert marketer and helped many clients and won awards. And then I got really good at business, right? And and even that, I made an ad for a client and then they called and said, turn our ads off. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, no, turn our ads off. I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, we can't handle all the leads. And I'm like, what? Can I put that on my website? And they're like, no, seriously, turn the ads off. Because this is when like every time it played on Comedy Central or ESPN, they, they got charged. So it's like a buy-sell thing, like a stock option. So I was, like, I was like, okay, I'll call you right back. I hang up, call and turn off all their ads, then call them back and say, when can I come over? And that spawned me into systems. Then I had to go create a system for them so that I didn't lose a client. And then I started getting really, uh, then I started asking the question, hey, my ads work. How does your company work? And so I started asking all my clients, like, why do you need to know that? Well, because my last client couldn't handle how many people we brought. How do you handle your leads? How do you? And so I had to start asking questions. And then I got into, so I went from uh, filmmaking, storytelling, to becoming a marketer, to becoming a business systems manager, because I had to figure out how they could sustain the growth. And then once I was able to do all that, then I knew that there's a recipe, right? If I can systemize the business, if I can market the business, if I could tell the stories, then surely we can have 100% success, right? Nope, we did not. Some people still hit a wall and I'm like, what the heck is going on? If you give the same cake recipe to two people and one of them blows the cake up in the stove, in the oven, and the other one has a successful cake, what the heck's going on? Well, it's mindset. So now I've studied over another decade in uh, psychology and a number of modalities so that I could help people overcome that. And during all this time, I evolved as a speaker and an author and a trainer. And so now I think it's really brought me and I'm still learning. I'm never going to stop. I'm going to be a student and a teacher my whole life. But I guess I'm putting all that out there. It was impossible for me to have the cause and success that I that I have now and that our team has now, Giovanni, without having gone through those four iterations, basically storyteller, filmmaker, to marketer, to business person, to psychology, right? And now those four things in combination make more business, more life. And it allows us to have a very high success rate because no mindset can get in our way. No business challenge can get in our way. No marketing challenge can get in our way. And no storytelling challenge can get in our way. Now, there could be other things that I still have to learn, but right now we're doing pretty good. And and so that it takes a lifetime to step into your full cause, I would say. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I like that. Because then I was also thinking, it's like if somebody who's like a little bit younger, right? Like, oh, I got to wait till I have a lifetime of experience. Like, I think it's, it's like going back to what you're saying of 
like slowing down, like giving your giving yourself the opportunities to experience different things, right? So then you kind of know what you actually like and what sparks joy in your life. Because I mean, if you just start, if you just start a job like straight out of college and you don't ever experience anything but just working, like how do you, what really like sparks that joy or sparks that that passion for you? And I think I see when we when we see these purpose-driven companies or socially conscious or conscious companies, whatever label you want to put on it. It's like, I see people who have are very passionate about like a certain theme or like a lot of the companies are passionate about the planet because they were a surfer or something like that. So they're passionate about the ocean and helping keep the ocean clean. And so they build a company around doing like having that purpose behind it. And that keeps them driven to continue to push through when times are, are rough. Whereas some people who just start a money or just chasing starting a business just to chase money or to gain money they often just stop when it gets hard because there's nothing that's really helping them drive other than money as if it's a sole purpose or sole factor of driving you forward then like you're not going to be you're not going to want to put in the hard work to continue building that that business but when you have a when you have actual passion, right? Like all the stuff that you've gone through, Steve, like, and, and you said this, I don't know if we've said this on a podcast, but you said it with the team, right? Like, I mean, you could literally just stop what we're doing, what we're building, building back up with you and go to just speaking again, right? And you'd be taken care of and you could just, you can go in and, and inspire people in and you, you say like, you don't want, you don't want to just inspire people because inspiration disappears, right? Like over time, it just fades. You want to help people actually take action and and do something with it, and that's what we're doing here: is giving you the the platform to inspire as a byproduct, but to really drive them to focus on what it is and and reach for what it is that they want and have what they want. And if you weren't passionate about this, you would have probably given up this like three iterations ago or something, right? So let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back. I just want to have an expression of gratitude right now for Pro Audio Voices. They're the ones that uh, produce my podcast and Becky and her team are amazing. And for those of you that know me, I'm all about WOW clients, WOW partners, and Pro Audio Voices is a WOW partner for me. And if you want to learn more, you can go to ProAudioVoices.com and you can learn about them. They also do audiobooks and they're just amazing people. Thank you, Becky. When you have the value to get a lot of money, I could go work a said period of time and take like a lot of the rest of the year off, travel around the world, be with my family. And I'm still working a good balanced time and having that with my family because it's by design. But you're right. I could do even less if I didn't believe in this. And I believe in this. So I, I put in that extra effort, which for me is still less than a 40-hour work week, uh, which is amazing. But I want to do it. I want to make this and I want to create this legacy. And it goes beyond me. I think uh, coming back to this point that you just made a few minutes ago, by me telling my story, I'm not, I don't, I want to be clear. I'm not asking or telling people to wait a lifetime, but I, I do want you to know it evolves, right? That, that it's not one thing, but go back to your heart. I think what happens too, just to add to this guy is we deny our love. Like you, you just said, like someone that like, 
We know Patagonia is a great example, a multi-billion dollar privately held company until recently now overseen by a board of a nonprofit because they didn't want to sell the company. You can look all that up. We've gone to the details a little bit on that on a previous podcast, but the business was originally built so they could go climb mountains and surf and they wanted something that could create that they could help that industry, they could help the surfing industry, and they could help the climbing industry, and they could make it better because they even saw things that were desurfacing mountains by the way that they stuck pegs into the mountain and they climbed up and they they so they made it better. They made their own activities better and they helped the environment along the way, like you said, and that's the sole purpose now. Patagonia makes money to clean the earth, right? And that's what they do. and and that, and we could go again, we could go into that the huge, huge story with Patagonia and huge success, right? So how do you have, it's it's rare. There's not that many privately held billion dollar companies. That success is driven by the cause. And so I guess all I want to say is to come back and say, go back to your heart. And I think this is where we deny. We're like, oh yeah, I love surfing, but who makes money doing that? <laughs> if Patagonia said that, it wouldn't exist. Like it wouldn't even be there. Like, I mean, think how crazy that is. So if you love something and that's what we do at More Business, More Life, this is why people change their direction. Come to your point, Giovanni, because you come into the workshop thinking, oh, I'm going to build this business because I got to make money. Yeah, I want to do it better. I like the idea that Steve has and his team has to work smarter. Okay, I'm showing up and they're showing up with some of those old things in their head. Like I got to make money and then I'll do what I want. And then they come into our workshop and we really show them no, you don't have to do that. You can do what you love and make all the money you want. And then they're like, oh, well, since I was a kid, I always wanted to do this. So I'm like, okay, we'll do that. And then they're like, really? And then we're like, yeah. And we show them how to build a business or income around that that fun thing that their heart was driven, that they were put on this planet, I would even say, their divine direction, the thing they're meant to do the most is finally someone telling them. And you could say almost oh, that we're giving permission, but we're not like, we're not the one here to give you permission. We're just showing them that it's possible. And in some ways they might say that we're giving them permission, but the reality is we're just saying, yes, you can, you can do that thing and make money and live and support your family and do what you love. So I believe everyone knows their core purpose deep down. And so then it comes back to what we're saying. Number one, you have to slow down enough to hear that voice in your heart and in your gut again, because chances are somewhere in your life, usually in your youth, you actually had that voice and then you squashed it because you said, I'm an adult now. I can't be a kid anymore. I can't do those things I love. And then we cut it off and, and then you have to activate it. So you have to like, let yourself slow down enough to quiet your mind and all the things and all the noise and hear and remember, hear and remember what you're meant, what you're really wanting to do, what you're being called to do. And then three, start putting the actions in place. And if you can't do that on your own, then get help. And I was, I always think about, you said this something like a while ago, but it's like, like, well, I like to say that in today's world, with technology and everything, you can have your cake and eat it too, right? Old saying, you can't have your cake and eat it too, because then there's nothing left. But I say you can have it, eat it too, and share with others in today's society, because I truly believe that with technology and everything else, there's it's we're fully capable of, of doing that. And on that, 
like to follow somebody's dream, like if it's surfing or something, something obscure, like underwater basket weaving, right? Like the thing I always come back to thinking, if you think your passion or whatever it is, is like so far out there that there is, there are businesses based around adult men who love My Little Ponies, right? Called bronies. And you mentioned this and I like looked it up and I was like, dude, that, that it's actually real. They have brony con, right? So adult men going to a My Little Pony convention and people are making money off of things like that. Like for me, like that is like one of the most ridiculous things ever. More power to the people who love doing that. And that's like their thing. But like to have, like to be able to have a, like create a business that actually makes like solid money off of something like that just proves in my mind that like anything really truly is possible and you can make money doing it. Like if you have the passion to, to, to follow it and that you're whatever it is, right? Like, but when you told me that, like it really kind of clicked. I'm like, there's literally in today's age, nothing that can stop you from doing it if you actually really want to do it and make money at it. Right. Well, and and whatever it is, I don't even know if they're a nonprofit or for profit. I didn't. I don't remember. Maybe you remember, but I do know. I took my kids to Comic Con one year, and they had a huge booth. Now this is pre 2020 and all that, so I don't know if anything changed for them, but they were successful to your point. Like I comic con, they're, they're growing all over the world. This is the, the one I went to is a big one. And so it was not cheap to have a booth and of the size that they had. So the organization was having layers of success and then go back in time to this point of, you can have your cake and eat it too. Like now in today's society, many years ago, if you were the adult that was collecting My Little Pony and you were in your town, then you would be strange and people might even be, you might feel like you have to hide that because no one else is like you. You might even feel weird yourself because you don't know anyone that's like you. So something must be wrong with me, right? Like you're, you might be thinking all that. And then now because the internet, you can find hundreds and now in this case like probably thousands of people that want to do the same thing they all want to collect my little ponies now you realize on a global standpoint um yes thousands of people are still a minuscule amount to the billions of people on the planet but if you can get a couple thousand people together in any one function any one collectible anyone whatever you want to call it like any group that can pull together now you actually have something and it can be financially viable because if everyone invests in that community now that community can have some sort of wealth or support and most importantly sustainability i mean that's the word that it comes to whether you're nonprofit or for profit it doesn't matter you still need to have support so financially so financially either it's going to be a for-profit and it's going to keep sustaining itself or it's a non-profit and you get donations and it's going to help. So bottom line is because of like what you said, Giovanni, I'm just fully validating this with an echo here. You, you can find enough people because of technology today, because of automation and, and, and a global workforce. I can't tell you how many companies I know now they have people all over the right. And this goes from the biggest companies in the world to small ones where they have, we even have a client there. They have maybe like five or 10 W2 employees. And then the rest are contractors, but like 30 and around the world. And, and 
and they're functioning in a really good way. And then as you grow globally, that means you could have people answering phones in different time zones and such. So it brings a lot of advantages, but ultimately bringing it back to the point of the cause, however crazy you think your idea is of what you love and what you want to do, it is possible that there are other people that want that same thing as you and you can make a viable opportunity to do what you love and have enough abundance. And I'll just echo this, Giovanni, again, if money is your drive, then you have, you, I think you should ask yourself what that amount of money will do for you. And if you don't even have a number in your head, then I find that's even worse. If you're just trying to make as much money as you can, well, then what is all that money going to do for you? Whatever it is. And then answer that question honestly, because most of the time there's something behind it and it's cheaper than you think. Most clients that I know that have made millions, I've, I've worked with millionaires and they come to me and they want to make millions more. And then when I ask them what they want, sometimes, believe it or not, they almost already have it. And they think that they're going to have to work 10 more years making millions of dollars. I'm like, oh, if you just do this and this, you can have that thing that you want. And they're like, what? Oh my God. Because it brings it to the real thing. Here's what you want. You don't need to be a billionaire. Most of we don't need to be billionaires. If a billion dollars comes to our group, Giovanni, then it just means that we're going to be able to help more lives. We're not, I'm not, that's not my mission. My mission is to help people. And we're just going to have the amount of money, funding, and sustainability to allow that to be possible. But we don't necessarily, the ambition is not to be a billion dollar company. It's really to help as many lives as we can. If that amount of money comes and it allows us to help more people, then okay, then it's living inside the mission, but it's not the money. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And that, that was a, that's actually a, a big mindset shift that I had, I had to have when you helped me with is that the might, well, first off, money is just a tool, right? It's just a resource for you. And the more that you have, the more good you can do with it. Right. And cause I think of when I was doing a lot of research about conscious companies and kind of trying to find out some mindset of like the smaller ones. And it was all about money is like this evil and they're trying to do a good thing and they don't want to like have that in there. But just seeing it as a resource, like the, the more you have, the more good you can do with it. Right. And that's, that's something I think a lot of people who are trying to do like a, a more socially conscious company or a conscious company or purpose-driven company, whatever you want to call it, um, need to switch that like paradigm. The more people you can help, it's just the value you bring, right? When you bring value to people, then people are willing to 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 work with you and chain and exchange your value for a monetary theme. Right. Contribution. Yeah. Like a contribution, right? They're contributing. Yeah. They're contributing to it and, and receiving that money just allows you to do more good. So I think money is an amplifier. So if you're doing bad things, it becomes so clear that you're doing bad things. And then if you're doing good things, then it becomes more. So the more money, the more you can do a hammer can hurt someone. And it can also build a home for a family. So if if we know people have used hammers to hurt people and some really bad and some people have died because of a hammer, 
does that mean we should ban all hammers? And now we're going to stop building houses? This and and whatever else you're going to build. So that's like saying we know money's been used for evil, so we're just going to stop using it. I know I heard that some evil people are breathing, so we better all stop breathing. Like, let's just stop. It's really bad. Air helps evil people. I'm going to stop breathing. We're going to hold our breath, right? I mean, I, and I'm bringing it to the ridiculous. I know I'm being ridiculous by saying that, but think about that. That That's what we're saying, basically. If If one person uses something for bad, then we should just stop. And that's not the method we should be thinking. We should be thinking, how am I going to use this for good? It's all tools. All these things in our life are tools. And if we use them as such and we focus on the intention, what is the intention of what I'm doing? And if you focus on that and you're doing good in the world, I just got the phone with another client that was really struggling with the flow of money and and then we shifted back to their heart like why they even started the business it was starting to get so much into a grind and it was almost the point where they didn't even know if they wanted to keep going and and through working with us just for a little while right now they're a newer client they reinvigorated their cause and their purpose and now they got one of their biggest accounts ever and the money is just flowing and so i feel like when you set that intention like you, the money actually comes more I think that's part of why, and you might say this is like spiritual or woo-woo thinking, but like there's a reason that Patagonia is a billion dollar company. They all believe in it. They've got all these other people believing in it, but in that same thing, like the universe is conspiring in some way. It's like, you could say it's magical, but it's not. It's like, I mean, it, it is, I, I guess everything's magical, right? I'm alive. That's magical. I have kids. That's magical. It is magical. It's like, you can't even explain the human <laughs> being human it's like we're still figuring this thing out here but ultimately um when you are focused on the right thing what i found that money just flows and it's even in the book think and grow rich like written so long ago by napoleon hill and there's a line in there he says when you are so convicted like you're convinced in what you're meant to do then money will flow to you like a faucet and you'll wonder how it came so easy and where it was all of your life once you have that direction that core direction and so that's why we have to come back and i i think you could take that to a spiritual sense i kind of call it divine direction when you do that thing that's already in your heart and it's just like wants to come out then you're going to get rewarded. It's like saying, yes, keep doing that. That's the thing. Yes, go, go. And then when we're not doing what we're meant to do, it's kind of like a train off the rails. It's ugly. It's hard. Have you ever, can you imagine pulling a train through dirt? It's going to be really hard, but you put the train on the rail, it's smooth and it can go really, really fast and carry a lot of weight. So with ease. So I guess that's what it is, Giovanni. I find when you are cause-driven, then it's like a train smoothly railing across the rails. Yeah, that's that's nice. And I, mean, I think that's and kind of getting back to like the the subject at hand of the purpose, like how, finding your purpose and being driven by that. Like it also it is at ease, right? I mean, so many people are just like drained of energy. They're drained of their time, and like things are hard. Like you were just mentioning with the the think grow rich, like once you have that, like you're in that flow, like life becomes easier, right? If you're always like, why does this happen to me? Or why is this thing like? I think 
and again, you're a very wise man, especially with your beard now. But you say life, life taps you, taps you until you, if you don't listen, it's going to slap you. And slap life is always like tapping you. Like if you're not happy, if things aren't going the way you want it to, and things are like quote unquote hard for you, it's like take that time to pause and think about what's going on in your life and, and the, the path that you want. And like things start to become easier and flow a lot more. And I've noticed that in my life when I let go of whatever, whatever it is, the anxieties or stress or the thinking of the, the future thing that I need or don't need or whatever, like think life is harder. And then when I'm just kind of in it and enjoying and experiencing and like just focusing on the good, then like life flows yeah it's going back to the purpose driven right then we're coming from our heart and and even back to the beginning of this podcast then everything isn't hard because when when you're doing what you're not meant to do and it's a hard day you're going to hate it and when it's a hard day when you're doing what you love then it's it might still be hard but you're going to find your way through because you you love it i mean in just this i have not surfed that much but i have and one of the times I was surfing in Australia, it was, and I'm like super amateur beginner. Like I wouldn't even really call myself a surfer, but I've gone out there in the waves. The best days are the stormy days, right? Because you get big waves, right? But, it, and it's hard, man. You're paddling like crazy. I even like hurt my shoulder. I was like paddling and the waves are like, and it wasn't even huge, but it was a good stormy day. And even the guy I was surfing with, I brought a coach. So I hired a guy, I actually hired a guy and he even was sad that he took the job because he wanted to surf. And I'm like, go surf. My shoulder was sore. So I was like, I'm going to sit on the beach. And he's like, no, but you paid me. I'm like, go surf. I'm done. I can't swim anymore. It was that hard. Giovanni. I'm like swimming like crazy with the board. I'm getting beat to hell. Like, ah. And it is the best day. Like he, he was smiling and went out there and like you swim like hard and it's hard to storm in and and it's it's a tough storm but the waves are fantastic so in that see it's that analogy right yeah it's tougher to swim out there the waves are tougher but even in that surfing has a lot of analogies for life because he was telling me the whole time he's like relax don't fight it like go with the waves you're gonna like you're gonna make it hard you're gonna you're gonna fatigue yourself and so he wasn't having as hard a time as me. He like relaxed with it, but there was still more swimming. There was still more current. And, but in that it was the best day. So why would you do that? Because you're getting the best waves, right? So it goes back to what you brought up, Giovanni. When you're doing what you love, the hard days like wash away because you're in it for the right reasons. And then those reasons overtake any adversity. It's, it's what it is. So, and I know, I don't know if there's any other questions or thoughts that you have, Giovanni, but we're, we're about rounding out of time, but I, I think we could definitely sum this up. Like you got, if you're out there and you don't know your cause, then probably you're not moving slow enough. You need to take a weekend off by yourself. And how many people have done that? Like so many adults, I say, go take a weekend by yourself. They're like, what? Without the kids, without my partner? Without, like, yeah. And they're like, what? And now I've done it like, and it was hard. Like I, I have younger kids. My kids are all teenagers now, but the first time I went away for two weeks 
no phone, nothing away from my partner. Like we had to negotiate for this. I had to ask, I had to figure a way that my wife could feel supported and yet that I could do it. And then when I got home, she could go have that time too. We don't do this. This has to be arranged. You have to take time. And so now I've gone beyond a weekend. I mean, if you can't even do a weekend, then give yourself an hour. If you can't do an hour, give yourself 30 minutes, start somewhere, but then work your way up to a weekend, work your way up to a week, two weeks. If you can get two weeks a year, which is phenomenal, most people can barely get two weeks of vacation. This is above the vacation. Like you still take a vacation. I'm talking about getting another two weeks to be in some sort of solitude, whether you want to call it a spiritual retreat or whatever it is. But again, start with one day, just little increments and find yourself again. And then in that, doing what you love, you'll start to transform your life. I guess that's the only thing I could leave with. I don't know what your thoughts are for wrapping up. the. Are there any like big ahas from this conversation, Giovanni, or further questions? No further questions, but I think with so many of our podcasts, what it kind of, my my takeaway is always like that slow down and like give your give yourself that that space to to breathe and think about it. Because like if you feel like you're struggling with what your cause is and your purpose of of your business or life or whatever, like yeah, I guess it's just reiterating what you were saying. Just like take a moment to not find a moment design plan it and take those take the moment whether it is just like an hour couple hours half a day a full day three days a weekend whatever it may be like build your way up there i think that's that's probably like the most important thing like looking back now like i wish i would have taken more time to really sit with what it is that like what my purpose is and like kind of more focus on that because i i'm i'm so interested in so many different things right and that's where i'm always like my god there's so many awesome amazing things going on in the world that i would love to like be a part of like it was like overwhelming of like the possibilities right there's there's limitless things to do in this world and be passionate about and i wish i would have earlier on stopped and had more intention of what it is that i wanted i wanted or or even just asking myself that question, what 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 am I here for? What what's my purpose? What do I want to do? Because I think that would have would have shifted things maybe a little bit sooner. Because I think it would all put out probably would have always been very similar to what it is now. You just would have clarity sooner in life, which I don't think is a bad thing. Yeah, and it just it comes back to again slowing down. A lot of us we don't give ourselves time to think of those things. So, and then yeah, you would have that clarity. It's, it's so, it's so, and I, and I think to close this out to that point, the reason that so many go, they, I think this kicked it off from what you said, Giovanni, why do people come to our event thinking they're going to do one thing and then they leave wanting to do a whole different thing. That's because that's for the first time that they actually gave themselves time. So what our workshops and our retreats do is exactly that. They get you away from the normal day to day and make you think. Because of what we do is we help people design their life and then build their abundance around that. And since that's our theme, what do you think is going to happen when you come to that workshop or come to that retreat? You're going to have to pause and think, and you even hired us to do that. And so sometimes we are that weekend retreat or that we don't really do them on the weekends anymore because we don't want to. We designed our life. We used to do events on the weekend. 
but we don't anymore. So now they're during the week. So if you want to come see us, you got to come during the week because we want our weekends too. So we designed our life. So, and I'll even say one last thing on that. We did do it. I, I took my kids to the zoo during the week when no one was there and it was really nice. So I sold myself on doing weekends. But then as you start planning your events like a year or more in advance, then other family members, we had nieces and nephews and stuff like that. And then we're missing their birthday party because guess what? All those people work. Most of the people work Monday through Friday. So then we started missing parties and all that. And my wife and I talked and it was like, we can't do this weekend thing anymore. We're missing events, like important ones that we want to be to remember. So, so again, you can, it's all by design, all by design. So I, I hope you got value from this and uh, I hope you got some good tips on how to start searching for your cause. And if you already know it and you're denying it, then let it out, let it out. And if it's scary and you're not sure, then we're here to help. For everyone to know, we have our newsletter. It's absolutely free. You can join, you can go to our website and, and do that. But you could also text WOW, W-O-W, like a wildlife WOW. Just text WOW, W-O-W to 72,000. That's 72000, and text the word WOW. And then it'll prompt you to join our newsletter. And then you're going to get all these things. You get notified of when new podcast episodes come out. You get all these other things, case studies from past clients that have changed their life and so many other stories and tips so you can have more business and more life. And this goes back to our mission. We give this away for free because we want to help as many people have more business and more life. So until our next episode, another one of our trademarks, remember to choose gratitude and create freedom. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenopleton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenopleton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenopleton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>